And welcome back to Pay Radio, talk radio worth listening to. For everyone who has been joining us over the years, thanks for coming back. For those who are here for the first time, we highly recommend you click on the follow button up at the top of the page. That way, you'll never miss one of our aha-inspiring shows. In episode 47 of Team Clarity's Journey, Christina Irvin, captain of Team Clarity, shares a few insights after she completed her first round. And what we mean by that is Team Clarity did a 12-month journey together. And now, here's Christina. Hi, I'm Christina Irvin, captain of Team Clarity. Over the past year, we've gone through a journey that I like to refer to as my growth blessings. I'd like to take a quick moment and thank my awesome Team Clarity for being willing to get naked, if you will, and share their lives with all of us. No words can describe the gratitude that I feel for my friend and mentor, soul dancer. And thanks to this year-long journey, I won't even try to find the words because, well, I know the greatest thanks that I can give is continuing to grow and live happy, full of life, and letting my light shine as I pay it forward. So I thought I'd like to take a little time and share some lessons and some of my most profound shifts over the past year. I bet you've been on a long road trip before. Much like preparing for a road trip, my reflection starts with getting prepared. Here are three lessons that really resonated with me early. Lesson one, God has placed the seed of greatness inside you already. You just have to do your part and nurture that seed. Stop looking outside yourself for all the answers. Lesson number two, digging your head in the sand doesn't eliminate the pain or fear of your history any more than it empowers you to seek your greatness in the present or add to your greatness in the future. Be willing to look at the messy past and scary present. The key to your breakthrough is in the life stuff that you're trying to avoid. Lesson number three, embrace where you are rather than judge it. Embracing it doesn't necessarily mean that you are where you want to be, but it is saying that you are exactly where you are meant to be right now. So stop wasting precious bandwidth dealing in the coulda, woulda, shoulda world, because that just feeds into negative self-talk that keeps you from taking action today. I'm sharing those lessons because they brought me full circle. Ironically, I started this for mental blocks that were affecting my business. Those lessons brought me to my first big crossroads where I realized that it wasn't business mindset shift that I needed most. It was personal ones. Doubt, guilt, shame, worry, fear, all those members of the chaos committee, perfectly named by the way, were all able to control me because I was looking for the magic thing outside of myself. Now I'm still growing in this area, but I'm now less affected by them. And at the very least, I'm aware of when they're popping up. How many times have you not done something because you were afraid of being told no or someone laughing at you, worried about the air quotes, possible negative responses, or just ashamed of how you look, something like that. If you said yes to any or all of those I'll give you a way to connect with me at the end of the show, so stay tuned. But it's time to play big in your life. Now, my next two lessons really helped me break through and really start to explore this process with my heart and soul rather than just going through the motions in my head. You ready? Lesson number one, choice is so empowering. So why do we most often run away from it? 
Have you ever asked yourself questions like, why can't I stick with this diet? Why do I keep missing this appointment? I wish I could wake up an hour earlier to work out. Even find yourself asking those, do you ever find yourself asking those questions or similar ones? I came to realize that all of my actions, including my mindset shift to entrepreneurial success, came down to making the choice to change my habits and my language. The rest will just follow. Boom! <laughs> I truly have a choice in how I feel. Respond to things, communicate. You see, I have a choice in how I grow, even with my worth. I have a choice. Talk about being empowered. Entrepreneurship requires that you shed the personal habits that you currently have to become the person that you envision yourself to be. Embracing choice enabled me to disengage in overwhelm, confusion, negative self-talk, and chaos, just to name a few things. All those negative things that keep you stagnant in the same place keep you from your growth, keep you from reaching the goals that you're working so hard for. That brings me to lesson number two. Be fully present in this moment. Now, I'm not going to claim to be cornering the market on this one, but I certainly have grown so much in this area and it's made a big difference. You see, I had to come to make the choice to change my habits and my relationship with myself before I could embrace blessings from relationships or even growth from training and coaching. Now, you may be asking yourself right now, Christina, what in the world does that mean? Well, first of all, blessings from relationships are so important because I found myself always exhausted, tired, and even resentful in many, in many instances because I was serving from an empty cup. Hindsight being 2020, if I'm serving from an empty cup, then there's no way that I can give all of me with passion and grace and gratitude and love and appreciation. I can't do that if I don't have a lot to give. And I certainly am very limited in who I can serve and how much value I can provide to the marketplace if, again, I'm serving from an empty cup. So relationships, positive relationships are very important so that they can replenish your cup. Embracing that has been huge for me. Now, what in the world does training and coaching have to do with it? Well, let me just be honest. How many training courses and books do you have that you never completed or chalked up to no good crap that doesn't work? I've been there before. Trust, no worries. You're not alone. I realized that, yes, yeah, some of those trainings may not have been the best, but most of them were helpful in one way or another. You see, I just didn't, I didn't choose to commit totally. I spent more time, I notice I said I didn't choose to commit totally. I spent more time judging the content than taking action on it, or even took more time figuring out why it wouldn't work for me than applying the concepts of the training to my, certain, to my specific situation. Analyzing it kept me from actually getting the most out of it. So to tie this little discussion in a bow, the choice to be present in the moment has brought me closer to gratitude, appreciation, and a better relationship with myself. And that's huge because it starts with me. If I can't give it to me, I can't give it to you. I can't give it to my customer. As a result, I'm less bogged down with all of the negative mindset that contributes to overwhelm, confusion, and excuses. Your shift can't happen when it's blocked by negative energy. I thought it was important to share with you what my mindset and heart was like going into the course. 
you may not be where I was. You may not be there. You may be in a different place. It's okay either way. These next lessons that I'm going to be talking about are for me the core of all of my growth because the moment I embraced them, I committed to jump with belief rather than keep hopping along with hope alone. (laughs) Now that I think of it, the hope probably had more to do with desperation than anything. I was desperate, desperate to feel fulfilled in life. No longer be a slave to corporate America. I was desperate to be able to take care of my family, be financially free and help others do the same. Heck, build a legacy. You see, I'm talking about an empowering shift that I'm praying for you to experience as well. I'm reminded of that Marion Williamson quote. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It's our light, not our darkness that frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our fear, our presence automatically liberates others. That's a powerful quote. This was when I went from not being able to receive a compliment, for example, to embracing the gift that someone else was so thoughtful to give me. More importantly, I started to realize how much I wasn't giving to myself. As Lisa Nichols always says, I'm the first example to the world of how to love me. By being balanced in my giving and receiving, my light shines brighter. I'm happier and more confident. It's contagious. Anyone around me can't help but get in touch with that light within them within themselves because that negativity, that negative energy that the chaos committee carries, that energy can't function in my space. Woo! Wow, so many lessons and I just got started. To share just a bit where I was, let me just remind you of some of the ground rules that we discussed as we started this pay me what I'm worth journey. Guilt-free, shame-free, worry-free, and pressure-free. Hauling out my judge here. Personal judgment was overflowing in me. Confusing it with self-assessment, I didn't realize how much I was not loving me. That would spill over into me judging others in my life. And yes, I was unknowingly projecting that negative energy into my environment. I share this with you in love to bring awareness. When we know better, we do better, right? Remember, energy is transferred and multiplied. And I learned that I can ignite my positive, abundant environment by merely being conscious of the moments when I would think something like, I'm not good enough or something of some of my work is crap, something like that. Then I can re-anchor those thoughts. For me, a hug from a loved one or 
One of my furry babies crushed that judge. My best friend tells me that I'm I'm the crown. <laughs> Shout out to the movie Miss Congeniality. You know what I'm talking about uh, if you've seen that movie. And if not, you should rent it. It's a good one. You will have to find what re-anchors you, but definitely I encourage you to find something that helps you re-anchor. As if that wasn't enough, I was a serial self-shamer too. I mean, serial self-shamer. My daily mantra included a musical hook of I should have I should have done I should have been so and so by now. <sighs> now I realize that I can ill afford that that shame and worry because quite honestly, it doesn't solve a dang thing. Yes, I said thing. <laughs> That's thing with a little something something extra on it if you don't know what I mean. <laughs> I came to realize that shame was just another filler keeping me from that the truth and 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 my life. Yep, chaos playing messy is all that was. As long as I looked at myself in that way, the the only the the one small thing carried much more weight than it was due. As a matter of fact, it was really just an excuse to avoid looking at my pain. More on that in another podcast. Stick with me here, okay? Yes, I even piled worry on top of all that other stuff I just told you. Looking back on it, I can't believe that I had all of those things going on. You see, I masked worry in being prepared, quote unquote. (laughs) I thought it was just me having a plan A, B, C, and D. Actually, it was me arranging some comfy little play small chairs that I could sit my butt down on. I could hide from the rest of the world because I was busy getting ready to get ready. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did I forget to tell you that I was going to be keeping it real up in here? If, If you're resonating with that at all, I totally get it. I understand. The good news is that you can choose differently now that you know better. I wonder if you really know how much pressure capacity you've grown to withstand over the years. Wow, I had no idea how much pressure I could carry until I took this course. From my childhood, I learned to keep pushing because, well, ain't nobody got time for weakness and failure. That's what I learned. I became so desensitized from my this doesn't really feel good, Alarm. You know, that thing inside you to let you know, hey, hey, this is, you might want to look at this. So much so that I actually learned to ignore my intuition rather than rely on it. That blessed voice of God within me is a protector on so many levels. Sometimes you can, but you shouldn't, while other times you should. Intuition helps you navigate those times and by encouraging you to to take the next step or maybe just chill out a bit and assess the situation a bit more. Balance is paramount, a lesson that is never ending for sure. Have you ever had a light bulb moment and suddenly got the meaning of something? You know, that hand slap on the forehead moment. Well, that's what I had when when It came to the lesson of balance, more specifically being balanced in my word and my deed. In short, 
Do what you say you're going to do and say what you mean. What I learned most was that it's okay if I need a change in plans or as long as I communicate that change. The issue comes down when it becomes a bit of a habit that I always have to be changing something. And even then, I no longer beat myself up about it. Instead, I take inventory of it. I make a note of how I'm feeling feeling emotionally, physically, and ask myself the who, what, when, where, and how questions with compassion. That helps me get to the source and, again, re-anchor those feelings that made me unbalanced in my word and deed. It's really helped me uncover some triggers that I was blind to because they were painful memories for me. For example, as a child, I developed a keen sense of when someone felt pain and loneliness on an emotional level because I experienced it too. So I would overcompensate and try to save the day, agreeing to do something that I absolutely found no joy in doing because it seemed to make them happy. Boy, am I glad I learned that lesson because I'm apparently far too good at giving the impression that I enjoy something when I really don't. You might ask what the big deal is about that, to which I would say there's way more to more levels to that than I can address in this podcast. But one thing I can share is that feeling of satisfaction when I'm being true to me and who I am. Gone are the days when I just want someone to accept or love me if I have to fit into that perfect little image of me that they may have. In fact, I used to be afraid of someone having an image of me and holding me to some crazy standards because it just got to be too much. Now I crave knowing and loving myself on a deeper level and embracing those who love the real Christine. Bumps, bruises, beauty and all, baby. (laughs) I find that I'm much less stressed and happier not carrying that emotional burden of fitting into so many different boxes. That's just damn exhausting. Excuse the French. And finally, I've scheduled time for me. I've certainly never done that before. And in the past, I would make sure and squeeze time for everyone and everything else with hopes that I might get 10 minutes for myself. Again, that meant that I was always serving from an empty cup. Moreover, that meant I wasn't being that number one example of how to love me. I gotta say, this is still that area that takes the most effort to consistently commit to because, well, quite honestly, we're taught to give, give, give. In some ways, I think it's particularly more expected of women to just give all the time. Obviously, that makes it more difficult to take time for ourselves. And I know I certainly struggle with feeling guilty about having some me time. (laughs) Well, actually, increasingly, that guilt gets smaller, uh, if I'm being a bit honest, because I'm finding there is nothing like it in the world. And it's great to just reboot my mind, not have to worry about anything, not have to make a decision about anything if I choose not to. If I want to just take five minutes and lay there with my eyes closed or listen to some music or 
journal, whatever I want to do. It's on my terms, my time, and I prioritized myself. Not make, not doing everything before I tend to myself. Now, again, like I said, I'm still. <laughs> this is still that one thing that I am definitely uh, working hardest at being more consistent with. But I gotta say, so far, when I do it, there, I can tell a huge difference in in my energy level and my my bandwidth it's it's more open and i just feel a lot less stressed out i feel a lot less under underappreciated if 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 that makes any sense which is interesting because again that's i'm the first person that's got to appreciate me and if i don't appreciate me why in the world would i expect the anyone else to appreciate me anyone else to consider whether or not I've had any time, any downtime to rest my mind or, or care for my soul or anything like that. So that's an interesting thought process. And it's one I definitely would encourage you to do some thinking on and just schedule, even if it's just five minutes, start off with five minutes and work your way up in five minute increments of scheduling you time first, no matter what, I, the kids, your your partner, your spouse, whatever, your work, anybody, you make sure that this is the time that is going to be mine. You communicate that time and you absolutely take that time. Okay, now full disclosure here, I'm, I'm keeping it real. I don't want to paint the picture that like everything is rosy and simple and easy, okay? I want to be front and honest and transparent with this. It's a process. I don't always handle every situation without reverting back to some of those old patterns. I mean, heck, got a lot of years where those roots have taken hold. And some of those weeds, I, I wasn't able to pull my first round through. So I, I'm constantly going back through this learning process that I've had with painting what I'm worth. And these first lessons, these first handful of lessons, they set rock solid foundation of being able to navigate situations. For example, recently I've had a, a number of things, life things hit me all of a sudden, just out of the blue, unexpected. I certainly wasn't prepared for those things emotionally. I wasn't prepared for them mentally and I wasn't prepared for them financially either. Some big hits here I'm talking. And immediately when those things started happening, it was like the first thing, bam. And then I revert a little bit back to those old thought processes. And and what I noticed was how quickly that chaos committee was able to rush in and start to multiply. First, it was beating up on myself, shaming myself. I can't believe I'm in this position. I can't believe that I'm dealing with this. I shouldn't be here kind of things. Beating up on myself, totally beating up on myself. And it was like, whoa, how quickly those negative feelings started to multiply. But thankfully, because of this process with paying what I'm worth, I quickly was able to re-anchor. Like I quickly realized, whoa, this feeling here, is this is not cool. This doesn't feel good. And I stopped beating up on myself. And then, and I started being grateful because all these situations that were popping up literally were opportunities that I learned something that I needed to learn. And the situation could have been far worse than it really was. It really was not that crucial. And it just took me 
re-anchoring and then allowing those feelings of gratitude. And then as quickly as all of that negativity started to multiply, then positivity started to multiply. And lo and behold, I was able to chill out a minute, quickly you know, assess situation and come up with ways to resolve these challenges that came up. And this is how I know that I've grown. It was not that long after that, that I had a few people who've been observing my growth actually come to me, reach out to me and, and ask me about that Pay Me When I'm Worth book that I read, about that course I was taking. It was, it was amazing to them the difference that they had observed in me and my energy and the light that I was shining and the confidence that they heard in my voice. And they felt like they wanted to know a little bit more about that. Again, more evidence that doing the work, choosing to commit to that growth has been so amazing for me. It's not something that ever stops. I mean, there's always going to be levels of it. I'm always going to be working on that balance. It's kind of like driving a car. You're driving down the road and you feel the car kind of starting to veer off to the right a little bit and you sort of correct the steering wheel to the left. That's the way this process is. That's the way it has been for me. Increasingly, I'm growing in confidence and and that love for myself and that acceptance for myself. Things that I didn't recognize I did before, like for my business, maybe I would purchase a course or a training or something for something that I literally already knew. But I thought, well, this is the magic answer. This is what I need to fix it all or whatever. And not only did I waste the time, but I wasted the money because guess what? I'm not going to go through that course, the entire course anyway. It doesn't have anything in it any different than what I already knew. See, I'm really learning a lot about who Christina is. And I like me. I love me. I thought I did before, but I was crushing on that image of me that I was taking a little bit from this person, a little bit from that person, those boxes that I was trying to squeeze myself into. I was taking a little bit of each of those images and trying to live up to that and convince myself of that image. And I got to the point where I wasn't even really looking at me or really paying attention to how I think, feel or about anything. There's nothing like the confidence of being sure what your core is. Something to understanding your value, your worth. And being okay for me, being okay with not being the perfect fit or for someone is okay. Like for my business, for a friendship, for whatever it may be, I might not be your girl. <laughs> like I might not be the person that you need to be talking to. And that competitor in me, the pleaser in me, the hero in me, the controller in me, those members of that chaos committee, my chaos committee would have me just losing sleep over things. I could never be okay with somebody. Like, really? Somebody not like me? Really? Why? Some not, somebody not want to work with me? Who? What? What is that all about? What is it that I did wrong? What could I have done better? If you happen to be an entrepreneur thinking about going down that entrepreneurial path, this plays a very important role because you often hear gurus and leaders say, don't be committed or addicted to the outcome. Because oftentimes you don't take action in your business because you're afraid. 
You're afraid of hearing no. You are afraid of not being able to measure up to your competition, right? All these things keep you from taking action. Well, how pay me what I'm worth has not only helped me in my personal life, but also it's been helping me in my business is by I'm great with loving and appreciating me enough to not want to waste my time trying to convince someone that I am that person for them. And I'm glad that they're choosing to find that right fit for them. It's a powerful thing. It's helped me really navigate a lot in business and even recognize that recently I had a, a fear going on with a, a business decision. What path do I want to go down? Do I want to go down this path? Do I want to go down that path? And I was struggling with that decision. I was, I didn't like the sh choice. As a matter of fact, I was shrinking to choosing. And the reason why, because I have learned to re-anchor and evaluate do some exploration, I came to the conclusion, like I discovered that it was a feeling of missing out. I didn't want to miss out on an opportunity. I didn't want to not get to experience something. And I'm sharing this kind of case study. It's so highlights for me my growth. Because now that I recognize, whoa, I was feeling like I was going to be missing out on something. And as a result, I wasn't even making a decision. And then I had to realize, well, the part of it was I felt like I was going to miss out. And then the other part of it was fear, fear that I would not be able to have the results that I wanted, fear that I would fall on my face and fail that competitor in me. And then I recognized, you know what, Christina, I'm one of those people that I accomplish things when I put my mind to something, I'm a success at it, but I'm also very good at not quite choosing those things that have a bigger downside than an upside, if you will. Like I, the, that failure possibility is really higher. So I'm not going to really try that because I'm kind of risk averse in that way. It was just recently that I realized, huh, I'm quite risk averse in that way. I don't like that feeling. I don't want to fall on my face. I don't want to fail. So it helped me get into action, get off of the pot, right? Make a choice. That's how valuable it is to really get these ground rules. We talked about lost time and opportunity, opportunity costs during the pay me what I'm worth process. We talked about that and, and the opportunity cost of not making a decision is potentially big. There's big opportunity costs in that. I'm not saying that in one of those negative ways of you have to make a choice this way or that way. I'm not saying it in a negative way. I'm saying it's an opportunity cost to me not making a decision. When it comes to lost time in life, that's big. To drive home another benefit of this pay me what I'm worth process and is that because I literally have been doing that for the last two years in my business. And I could have continued to make that same error, not learning the lesson. But I learned the lesson. See, that's the benefit. That's one of those priceless things that we learned going through the process. And if you haven't already listened to, I believe it was uh, week 34, Opportunity Costs, the, the Team Clarity podcast for week 34 called Opportunity Costs. Go listen to that. Go listen to that. There's opportunity costs on so many different levels. And one of my 
biggest growth areas, and there have been many with this pay me what I'm worth process, is that my opportunity costs were really high. Now it's kind of like I'm shrinking that that gap. I'm shrinking that gap. That feels good. That feels real good. The beginning of my Pay Me What I'm Worth experience has been so profound for me and has been that area that I'm continuing to balance as I implement all my lessons. I, I sort of have learned that those are the, the, that beginning of the process really is so important to how I'm able to maintain so much and grow in life in a healthy way that helps me shine my light. It kind of sets that foundation, those daily habits, those minute to minute second nature things. So where am I now? Great question. I'm exploring these things deeper. The thing that I most wanted to share with you today is that this is an ongoing effort of uprooting old crap (laughs) that holds me back and sowing in new seeds. The big gift that I want to share with you today is that I now approach all of these areas with more love and compassion for myself. Yes, there are times when I find some of those old weeds in the garden, if you will, but the growth is evident in how quickly I recognize it. Equally important is how I accept that I am exactly where I should be in the process. I don't beat myself up saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm still down with this again. It's merely where I am right now. That's a weed that I missed before. And it's okay. Because perhaps I wasn't ready emotionally or mentally to deal with it. I don't know. What's important is that I recognize it today and I get to digging so I can uproot that old crap. You feel me? That's loving me. And it's evident to my family and friends, too. I often get compliments on how I handle stressful situations or noticing a change in my energy. And that goes back to that Williamson quote that I read earlier. Letting my light shine gives the people around me permission to do the same. Imagine the world that we could live in if we all shined bright like a diamond. (laughs) Shout out to Rihanna on that song. If you got value from this and would like to connect, go to ChristinaIrvin.com and I'll be in touch. I look forward to speaking with you. Have a great day. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.